Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. Today is July 5th, 2020, and I am broadcasting tonight uh, from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side of Manhattan on a nice, hot summer Sunday. Summer has arrived. We are officially here, and we are feeling the heat. And we're turning on the air conditioning, we're turning on the fans, and we're going, yeah, hot days in the summertime. And uh, we are in eclipse season, um, so we still have two more weeks to go. We had an eclipse last night, uh, and tonight, in about an hour, I'm going to be doing a podcast uh, webinar on the eclipse, the full moon eclipse. I normally only do these on new moons, but this time I thought, you know, this is a really juicy full moon eclipse. It took place on the United States' birthday, the July 5th, depending on where you are on Earth. So it's like right on our stuff. So it's really a big one for us as a country. And it's also if you have stuff at 13 Cancer Capricorn, it's a big one for you. And, of course, it's tied to the metonic cycle that we have every 19 years, which was 2001, 9-11. 1982, um, Iran-Contra, uh, 1963, the Kennedy assassination, 1944, D-Day. So this little puppy is a big guy, right? So we're kind of like, yeah, let's work with these energies on a conscious level as much as we can be. You know, sometimes we like to think we're conscious and we're actually having a little journey in the underworld with the boys. And other times we're like, yeah, 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 no, I'm on this. I'm, I'm working this energy. So... Um, you know, when I look at the full moon, of course, it always brings up stuff for us to look at and understand. And the full moon eclipse is no difference. And we also know with eclipses, we feel really emotional. We feel extra emotional. We feel extra sensitive. And a lot of times things that had been hidden come out. You know, so this week we had, you know, the stuff about the bounty on the American citizens, American soldiers, Russians paying the Afghanis for it, Taliban for it, whatever. And other people, a lot of people, a lot of people I know had revelations, reveals, aha moments, like, wow, I never saw that before, or a kind of a consciousness. You know, it's Cancer Capricorn. It's the last eclipse that we're going to have in these guys for 19 years. And it is a lunar eclipse, so it's emotional. So there was an emotional eclipse on the, uh, the 5th of June. And then there was a new moon eclipse, which was seeing things on the 21st of June. And now we have an emotional eclipse that says, oh, now that we know what that is, now emotionally what are we dealing with it? So the first one was in Gemini Sag, which is see stuff, see stuff, notice it, notice it. Be emotional about it and understand it. And then it was like, now what are we going to do with it? That was the June 21st one. And then now this one is, Oh, this is tied to some really old emotional stuff. This is tied to some parental access, childhood, foundation, structure in my life, home and family, work and vocation. You know, what am I doing? So a lot of people have been having really big emotional eclipse. And it's really important. I mean, I you know, one of the beauties that I find about astrology is we look at the we look at the energy that, you know in the heavens we write we look at the correlations on earth we pay attention to them we we try and understand them on a deeper level and we look at them from the perspective of 
oh, that happened. So let's look at the chart and see what went down. Right. So this week we had Ghislaine Maxwell arrested in New Hampshire. I'm like, what is she doing in New Hampshire? We have an Interpol APB out for her arrest. Why did she come to the United States, you know, to get arrested at 830 in the morning in New Hampshire? But it's the eclipse. It's on the U.S. sun. It's like we're supposed to catch her. We're supposed to see what went on. We're supposed to see who she hung out with, the rich and powerful people that hung out and did sex trafficking with teenagers. And, of course, her uh, partner and her former partner, former boyfriend and the guy she worked with or for or whatever recruited the girls for. Oh, we're going to look at this again, are we? You know, and then last year, of course, was when he got caught, and then he killed himself. Now she got caught. So the energy is like, hmm, 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 hmm. And we're looking at where our inner collaborator is, right? Because I'm always like, all right, what's, what is her job? Well, she's a collaborator. She knows where the bodies are buried. She knows who's in the porn videos, you know. I remember having a client come, and she had dated the guy who videotaped all the people that had, had sex at Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. You know, he had 100, of, 100 iPods around, and he filmed everybody, and he had all the naked people that were in there. So, yeah, there's tapes, there's videos, there's, you know, go to the videotape. Not that we're necessarily going to ever see them, but it, it's understanding the universe wants to reveal this little darker side of the world right now. And, of course, the eclipse is at 13, which is teenagers, right? The youngest, 13, 14, the youngest uh, woman was apparently 14. One of the that's testified was 14. So it's like, why are we having this happen now? Right? So then take it to your own life. Not that you're a sex trafficker or you help promote, but look at where you're complicit. Look at where you're supporting a situation that you maybe shouldn't be supporting anymore. And now there's a consequence to it because you agreed to it, you supported it, and I'm not doing this in a blame way at all, not blaming. It's saying understand your responsibility. Understand where you're responsible for stuff. Because now Saturn's gone back into Capricorn, right? Going to be there till December. And he always asks us to take responsibility, for our behavior and our actions. Actions have consequences, and consequences come from the behaviors we do. Uh, that's how the world works. You know, you plant a plant a garlic in clove in in March, you get a garlic scape in May. I got garlic scapes from my CSA. In a little while, I'm going to get garlic. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then, you know, we finish that and we do it again and again, right? So what we plant grows. And we harvest it, and then we figure out what we're going to do with it. You know, in my case, I made garlic scape pesto today and put it on zucchini, which was delicious. Yes, garlic scape pesto. It's like these little things that the garlic plant sends up. They're like green shoots of garlic. Kind of cool. Not very garlicky, just the flavor. And you put it in with a little bit of walnut, a little bit of oil, a little bit of sour cream, and a little bit of lemon juice. It's fabulous. A little salt and pepper. Um, and it's like a pesto. So good. Um, you know, it's seasonal. And so anyway, we're making our garden pesto. We're making our garlic scape pesto. We're looking at our culpability. We're looking at our responsibility. And when I look at all, you know, I always kind of pay attention to the readings I've been having during the week and look for the consistent themes. And I know in my life where I'm having themes reappear. And it's about taking responsibility for behaviors, for choices, understanding where we weren't right, where we were wrong, 
where we maybe could do better, and not in a mean way. You know, it doesn't have to be mean, but it has to be, you know, uh, assessing honorably and honestly and saying, hey, I'm responsible here um, for this, and I, I get my responsibility. And now with Mars and Aries, I can take action to make some changes with that. And what are the actions I want to take? And obviously we can fight and struggle. That's certainly a good Mars and Aries word. But we also can use the Mars energy and go in a different way. So I sent out my newsletter earlier this week, and I talked about um, other Mars words that we could use that are maybe going to be a little more supportive of us, a little more supportive of how we take action. And remember, with Mars squaring the Capricorn planets, he's going to want to argue and fight with them but I would suggest to you the better course of action is to go towards what you want. When it's retrograde between September and November, then you're going to have to go and deal with it and reverse it. But in the meantime, go do what it is you're trying to do. You've been released from captivity somewhat. We have obviously rising uh, rising infection rates, so be smart, be careful. Respect the virus. Remember, Saturn, respect, Aretha, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, you better respect me. I was talking to someone who had communed with the virus, and she said, it wants our respect. And I'm like, it's got mine. (laughs) And uh, watch where you're being respectful. Watch where you're not being respectful. All those Karen videos, apologies to my friends that are named Karen, you know, It's understanding that it is about being respectful. It's not about stamping your feet and having a little temper tantrum, even if you might want to. And if you do stamp your feet and have a little temper tantrum, after you finish it, pick yourself up off the floor and go, all right, that was really really good to have a little temper tantrum there. That made me feel good. And now, what do I want to do next? We are in the eclipse season. Things are coming to light. We are seeing things. We're supposed to be working with things. So I was working on something very big and very old, and I'm a good astrologer. I try and work with my little rituals on things when I'm ready to release them. So I dug up something that from 1985, and uh, I decided it would best be served by burning a photograph of a situation that I really wanted to not carry with me anymore, right? And I did a little, you know, it's eclipse season. I know how to, I know how to use these eclipses. I went in my kitchen, I have a gas stove, I lit a little fire on the picture, and I burned it. And, of course, it's a picture, so it left all these chemical stains in my stainless steel sink. But I released it and let it go, and that was fine. And I, and I was really aware that it was really, you know, it's really, when I did it, I was like, wow, this is, like, really in there, man. I, I thought I released it, but obviously not 100%. But I did my best, and of course there's a stain in my sink that I have to keep scrubbing. I mean, it is coming off, but you know, every day I go in there with a little bit of Comet and scrub the corner where the the picture. That next time in, use your burn pot, you know. And uh, so I'm sitting here at the desk the other night. Room's dark. I just have my light on. I'm doing my emails, and I feel something on my foot. I have cats. And something it's kind of going on my leg, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Look down. Must have been a three-inch long. Water bug. Now, I, my desk is far from the bathroom, uh, and it is far from water. And I have the screens in, and I've got this big old ass water bug on my leg. 
on my ankle. And I started <laughs> screaming and stamping my feet, right? And my cats both took off because, you know, mom's having a pounding over the feet at the desk. And I'm like, well, clearly whatever it was I released came back as a large water bug. And then, of course, I couldn't find the damn thing. Um, it took off, and, and then it came back out again. It was looking at me, and I tried to kill it, and he wouldn't let me kill it. And so I've been, like, sitting here at the desk the last couple of days with my feet up on the chair, which I'm supposed to do anyway because it helps my my legs. But I was like, you know, clearly I, I, I released it, but not 100%. So I'm like, all right, well, we have to go in and do a little more because whatever that water bug symbolism on the foot was, I was like, yeah, not not quite gone yet, right? And uh, it brought up a story that was told that I wasn't cognizant of because I was too... My parents lived in Savannah, Georgia, which they have some damn big bugs down there. Apologies to the Georgians and the listening audience. And <laughs> my mother was in the shower, and apparently the couple who they were playing bridge with had come over, and um, there was a large water bug <laughs> in the shower. So she ran screaming from the shower, buck naked, into the living room to get my father to kill the bug. And the company had already revi- arrived. And, you know, it was one of those stories that was told over and over again, you know, as those kinds of stories often are. So I thought, oh, okay, the waterbed bug is probably tied to some old emotional fear. You know, I kind of, you know, you follow the trail. You follow the emotional trail down the path to where it's taking you, right? And I'm like adamant about cockroaches. I've got lots of, you know, traps and raid, and, you know, every now and then a scout comes in and I scare it away. Uh, you got to kind of look at what the, what the universe is sending you as metaphors, and you want to pay attention to them. So I did a reading with a woman the other day, and we we finished the reading, and she mailed me a picture that she'd walked out of her house, and there was an eagle feather on the ground, and um, or a hawk feather. I'm not, it was some big bird. It was a big feather, and and she took that as a message and i i would encourage you with these eclipses because mercury is retrograde when you think of people when you hear of people when you review old things when you hear an old song when you when you mu- run into a memory evoking remember because the moon every two and a half days is changing signs right there's memories evoking we're evoking memories and if the memory is evoked don't be afraid of it say, oh, yeah, I mean, well, I'm not a fan of water bugs, but I also know I'm bigger than them, and I do know how to kill them if I can catch the damn thing. But I've also been really paranoid to put my feet under my desk because I don't know if the thing left or not. I mean, I can't imagine it's still here, but you never know, you know. So it's it's understanding, and, you know, I will report on the water bug hunting if I catch it next week. But it also is our job is to honor the symbolism that we're getting from the universe, Right. So it was saying to me on some level, yeah, you thought you released it, baby girl, but not so much. And the universe with this Cancer Capricorn new moon that we had a couple weeks ago, and now the full moon, is really invoking, and with the Mercury retrograde and the Venus retrograde and all those planets in Capricorn, taking us back, many of us, to fall of 82, spring of 83. Many of us to 1991. Many of us to 80. To, to 2000, many of us to December of 2008, or December of 2007, January of 2008, many of us back 19 years to 911, 
what is it, what's evoking for you? This, these are very powerful eclipses. These are not anything to look at and fool around. These are us looking at it and really understanding what are our core values, what's important to us. With Mars squaring these points, where do we feel entitled? Where do we feel that we're right, they're wrong? And what if they aren't wrong? What if they're right too? What if we're both right? I was listening to um, something the other day, and they, it, was a, it was an interesting conversation on the, you know, I turn on the Internet and do, do emails and crap like that. And it was an interesting conversation that said, hey, we're only 60 years old. We've only had this, the Voting Rights Act since 1964. We've only allowed women to hold credit cards and have debt in their own name and get jobs since the 60s. We've only allowed gay people to kiss each other without getting arrested. Um, this is all new. We're a baby country, which doesn't excuse bad behavior, of course, but it's also that we are in this incipient moment. So if we're only 60, that means we're having our second Saturn return. So we're about to become a master of something. What do you want to be a master of in your world, in your country, as a citizen of this nation, as a citizen of the world? What is your understanding? We've been quarantined by the EU. They're kind of like, yeah, don't come over. <laughs> you know, we don't really want your tourist dollars. Thank you. Know, hang over there and be infected with yourselves. You know, it's kind of like when you dated somebody my age group. You dated them and they had herpes, right? And you were kind of like, oh, you have herpes? Hmm. Okay. Uh, let me think about it. You know, it was because I hadn't, I didn't have it, and I wasn't sure. And my friend who had herpes, she found a herpes dating site, and uh, you know, she was all excited because she would date other people. People wouldn't be mad at. Well, who knew there were multiple versions of herpes virus? So she got another infection. It is being aware of where you want to go. What do you want? And again, no apologies to people with herpes. I get it. You know, I I caught tuberculosis. I mean, I. You know, it, it, you catch things. It's understanding in the AIDS epidemic. Yes, I caught tuberculosis. I had a friend with fulminating TB. I played cards with him. I caught it from him. I could be dead from consumption right now, right? I'm not. I'm still here. But it's understanding we catch these things. But I do have compromised lungs, so I have to be careful with this virus. We catch these things with the idea being we're here to learn. We're on planet Earth for a purpose for a short time. In the, in the wink of human history, you go to the Museum of Natural History, you come down the ramp of the planetarium, and you get to the very bottom after you've walked and walked and walked, and there's this little hair under glass, and it says the entire time of human existence. And, I mean, really, you walk a good quarter of a mile down a ramp going through the bacteria and the viruses and all the different things that got created before little people came and landed here. We are a blink of an eye. You are a blink of an eye. But you are important. You are incarnated at this moment on this earth to do something. What is it you have to release, in my case the picture, and then now the water bug, cockroach, whatever the thing. It was really big. I think it was a water bug. Uh, and I think it must have flown in here because I don't know how it got here otherwise. But it's a palmetto bug, which is what my mother got attacked by in Savannah, Georgia. Well, it came out of the drain. What's the, and so it got me thinking, okay, let me go into that space. Where do I need to run naked into the living room? Where do I need to be maybe a little embarrassed about being afraid of a bug, you know, stamping my feet and scaring my cats? Where do I, you know, I'm keeping my feet off the ground now because I'm nervous. 
look at the, look at how the universe is triggering you. Look at how it's asking you to look at things. I have a moon in Pisces. I get the symbolism of a friggin' bug crawling on my feet and thinking it's a cat. Go dig. Go pay attention. Look at it. Understand it. Relish in it. Relish in the messages the universe is giving you on the eclipses. He's asking you. She's asking you. The universe is it. Whatever your pronoun is for the universe, it's asking you, where do you need to release things to move freely? Where do you need to release things to move on? Where do you need to release things to let go? You've got two more weeks to release, 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 release. We are going to see a lot of people leaving. This is a big out time for folks, cats, pets, a lot of sudden losses of animals lately in the Facebook feed, you know, kind of your arbiter of America. A lot of people going, I'm going off Facebook for a while. Understand you want to pay attention to where you're being called. Mars is in Aries now. He's asking you to go to your Aries house and take action. What do you need to do about taking action in that Aries area of your life before he gets into the fight with the big guys, which is in August? What do you need to do? Where do you need to go? What do you need to remove? What do you need to let go of? Release, release, release. New moon at the end of the month at 28, uh, Cancer Capricorn. Uh, So this is full to new. Letting go. And I'm having a webinar in an hour, well, 7.30, um, where we're going to talk about it in more depth. Um, but also, just in your life, what is it you're letting go of? What did you come to um, over this last six weeks with the full moon on June 5th and the new energy and the new moon on June 21st and the aha and the closing full moon now, which says, let go, let go, let go, let it go, let it go. You know, all of you, all your parents that have frozen kids in your room, let it go. Sing along with Idina. Um, and that's your job. It's let it go. That's what we're here for. It's letting go where we're being held back, where we're being restricted. where we, And also being respectful and being conscious of what we're planting and what we're doing based on our behavior. Because that's the other part of it. Mars is in Aries, and he says, you know, it's fast turnaround now, folks. Fast turnaround with this karma stuff. Where are you on it? What are you doing? What's it doing for you? What's it doing to you? How's it working? And that's your job. Of course, now I pick the calendar up off the floor, and I'm checking it for a water bug. So if I burst into screaming in a few seconds... You'll know it's in the calendar. All right, so let's look at the moon. Today is the 5th of July. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday to you. There was a full moon lunar eclipse tonight that that happened last night at um, 12.44 a.m. If you got to see it, it was really pretty. And if you didn't, it's on the Internet. But at any rate, it's happening in everybody's chart at 13 degrees Cancer, and it's on the U.S. sun, so it's helping us see things too. And then the moon is in Capricorn today, uh, and it goes in Capricorn tomorrow at uh, 535. And then tomorrow, bright and early, it goes into um, uh, it goes into um, the 6th and the 7th, which is uh, Aquarius, and Aquarius is good in forward motion. And that helps us move forward. The moon goes void at eleven at twelve twenty seven AM. Uh and it goes void with a square to Uranus. So that's kind of an aha. And the moon is void all day on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, it goes into Pisces at two thirteen PM and it's in Pisces on Wednesday and Thursday the ninth. And it goes void at eleven forty nine PM with a sextile to Saturn. So that's a great closing aspect and very powerful. 
and then it is so you know so Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday and Thursday all great. Void moon on uh, Wednesday on Tuesday on uh, Monday Tuesday the seventh. So I would kind of if you can, you know, skip stuff then. You know, just kind of be it's a void moon. Let me let it go. Uh, moon goes void 11:49 p.m. the tenth, and then it goes into Aries uh, bright and early in the morning on the eleventh. Leaves Pisces behind. And the closing aspect for that, of course, Moon and Pisces sextile Saturn. And then the 12th, the 11th is uh, Aries, and then uh, that's Saturday, and then Sunday it's Aries, and that's Mercury stations to go direct that day. And then Monday it's Aries, and it goes void at 11.54 with a square to Saturn. So the good days this week are today, and then we release tomorrow morning, 5.30 in the morning, so you got to do it today, and then skip Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, real good. And then Saturday, Sunday, kind of letting go, letting go, right? So those are the big themes. Um, And, of course, we're going from full to new, so we're letting go. We release on full to new. And then we go forward with um, uh, the other parts of the week. The sun this week is going from 13 Cancer to 22 Cancer. So it's going to join up with Vesta on the 5th, the home and hearth energy. Has a lot of health aspects on the fifth and the sixth, including aspects with the nodes of fate. And the sun is going to be contraparallel because he's in Cancer at the top, contraparallel Pluto and Jupiter this week, the ninth through the twelfth. We can expect uh, the death tolls to be very high those days. And then he trines Neptune on the twelfth, so he speaks to what the dream is that we're trying to do. Sun in Cancer trine Neptune in Pisces. And even though there's not a lot of aspects this week, because there's not. They're potent. Mercury, of course, is going retrograde back to five uh, cancer, five and a half cancer, where he stations direct on the 12th, next Sunday. So retrograde Mercury, every time the moon changes signs, we have a new story, we have a new story, we have a new story, and we're in this shifting, moving space. He has a big old fight to Mars with Mars on the 8th. Moon and uh, Mercury and Cancer squares Mars and Aries. He also has a working aspect with envy and jealousy on the 7th. So watch for the envy story to surface. And he's retrograde. So every time the moon changes, moon changes, Venus changes, Mercury changes, Sun changes. Real emotional volatility. That's where cancers get a bad rap for being moody or moony because when the moon changes, they change. Well, we're all cancers right now. We're all honorary cancers. Venus this week goes from uh, 7 Gemini to 11, almost 12 Gemini. So she's activating those points in your chart. She is having crabby, cranky aspects with the COVID planets. She's in Gemini. She's feeling like she's asking nicely for what she wants, and those planets are saying no, or they're giving her some stress, and then they're saying no. Okay, Or they're giving her some stress, and then they're saying to her, take action. Venus in Gemini really does need to think a little carefully about what she wants to do. This is her third pass through these planets. And, um, and this is a lot about, you know, what, what are my ideas about things. And I would in, in, encourage you, if someone, you know, says something to you again or you've heard it again for the last couple of times or look for really good imagery that you really you see in a way, so there was a great op-ed piece written uh, last week by a woman who said, um, you know, I'm a, you know, about the Confederate monuments. She said, my skin is rape-colored skin. And it, it's like a phrase that stops you in your tracks. And she, her grandparents or family members were slaves, and that was how 
she's here through rape. And I'm like, wow, wow. You know, it's a stop you in your tracks kind of phrase. Watch for words that stop you in your tracks, and when they do, listen to them. Athena, Jupiter, and Pluto, the 6th, the 7th, and the ninth. Venus is talking to you. She's also sextile to Chiron, and it's in the New York Times. You can Google it. It's an excellent article. And then watch Lawrence O'Donnell's interview on MSN with her because she's brilliant. I'm going to go look up her books. I know I don't remember her name. <laughs> I, you know, I file it by the story, so, but, but she's really good. It was in the New York Times. Um, so Venus is semi-sextile Uranus on the 12th, which gives us a forward motion. She also is really dealing with envy and spite on the 10th. So watch for envious energy and figure out how you want to handle it. On the 13th, Venus is partnering with Juno and pushing us forward. Mars this week in early Aries is having a quintile to Athena and Jupiter and Pluto. In the same way Venus is arguing with them, Mars is taking action with them, and he's saying to them, you know, guys, I have this really great idea. And so you want to watch for your really great idea because Mars has one, and you want to get working on it. And rather than arguing, fighting, disagreeing with people, using lower form Mars, harness his energy, start pushing it towards what it is you really want to do. Because Mars is really pushing us. He's going from four to six this week in Aries, activating anything in your planet. Jupiter is contra-parallel of Athena. Uh, so those two guys, you know, normally they get along, but right now they're not. They're, you know, they're both in Capricorn, but they're, they're in this little argument because they're down there. They're down there by the, uh, they're arguing. So you want to kind of just go, Okay, how are we going to do that? What are we going to do with that contraparallel energy? And uh, we also have Uranus in conjunct Juno, a lot of relationships blowing up on the, on the 8th of July. So we're going to watch for a few prominent divorces coming forward. It can't, can't stay anymore. We're going to, we're going to co-parent our children well, but we are irrecon- we're irreconcilable differences. Chiron stations on the 11th at 9 Aries to go backwards until uh, till we get into fire again in the fall. Um, so Chiron has got to 9.5 Aries, and he's going to go backwards and invite us to revisit our wounds and work on them in a new way. And Ceres is stationing retrograde at 12 Pisces on July 7th. And Ceres is our home and our hearth and how we're organized and how we nurture ourselves. So it's a lot of energy or opportunity about revision to our diets and, and how we're going to do that. So it's an intense week, but it is a releasing week. It's a letting go week. It's really about looking at some of your old habits, looking at where you're not interested in hanging out in this space anymore, getting some inspiration about where you want to go with the Mars and the new sign of Aries before he gets into all his fights with the COVID planets, but that's not until August and September and October and November and December. Right now, he's in a fresh new energy, and he's like, I think I want to do this. So go with Mars in a conductive way, productive way, happy way, assertive way, and give yourself permission to move a little forward and think about, well, what you want, because he's in a really like, well, if this is how we have to deal with things, then maybe what we want to do. And then most important. I encourage you to respect the virus. Respect the virus. It's bigger than you, even though it's invisible. Respect the messages you're getting from the universe. You are incarnated on this earth to do something right now. You have a purpose and a path. 
Your chart is waking up. It's asking you to let go of your roadblocks, your fears, your limitations, the areas where you're really sitting in a bit of pain right now and you don't want to do it and you have to go, well, if I let this go, what will happen? And, yes, you might get a palmetto bug crawling across your foot in the middle of, you know, 11.30, 12 o'clock at night, stamp your feet, pound the ground, scare your cats, but it's just a palmetto bug. It's okay. You're going to be fine. And it does feel kind of scary. And then, you know, you kind of look at the desk and you look at the bright red desk. I'm like, where the fuck did that bug come from? Excuse my French for the people with children in the listening audience. And I know, I know I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to release the fear. Um, And it's just a bug. But it's still a pretty big fear. It's honoring, 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 honoring that you got to where you were with all of the different things that happened to you, and you don't have to carry them anymore. You can you can release them. You can let them go, but recognize they do have the little power to scare you still, and that's okay. That's what they're supposed to do. That's why that's why they scare you. <laughs> it's because they're supposed to. You know, they're supposed to make you na- run naked, screaming from the shower into the living room <laughs> when the company have come to play bridge. Um, yeah. So on that note, I'm going to wish you a good week, another week of release, a lot of, lot of emotion, a lot of emotion, but forward motion. That's the good part. And Mercury goes direct, so we still have a week of ghosts coming and visiting you and talking to you and asking you questions, and that's okay too. Talk to the ghosts, or at least think about them if you don't want to talk to them again. Think about what you learned from them. Think about what they taught to you. Think about how they're, why are they showing up now for you to think about when... It feels like they should have been gone for a long time because they're still here. You're still carrying them around inside of you, and you're supposed to let them go now. Bless them and thank them for what they taught you, and then release them. Maybe you burn a little mark into your kitchen sink, but it will come off because it's a stainless steel sink. Maybe you get a water bug, but you will outlive it because you're going to live longer than any bug in your house does. Bugs die faster. You know, it, it it it's it's understanding the tenacity of the human soul, the human spirit, and really honoring and being very, very gentle with yourself. People are really going to be emotional this week. So sending you lots of love from the Bright Red Desk, wishing you a good journey. If you want to sign up for the podcast in uh, 25 minutes, it will be on my, it's on my website, it's on my Facebook page, it's in the newsletter that I sent out earlier this week. And I wish you all good week and lots of love and take care and be well. Be, uh, be happy, be alive. Remember, Mars is in Aries, a new beginning, a new beginning. He invites us forward. Take care. And Orly signing off. Bye.